Psalm 107 says, Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. That's where our pastor is going to be today. And we want to start out by doing that today. We want to tell our story. Amen. If we've been redeemed, we sing, This is Amazing Grace. Why don't you stand together with us today and let's sing these songs of thanksgiving to the Lord today. This is Amazing Grace. We praise Him today. Who raised the power of sin and darkness, whose love is mighty and so much stronger, the King of glory, the King above all
him together today. Sing this great hymn of our faith. Praise him, praise him. Let's lift our voices strong together today. Oh, 
Amen. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Continue to worship with us. Our praise team sings together just a medley of Thanksgiving songs today. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. We're going to sing, but if you feel so compelled and you can't help yourself, you sing along with us, all right? We worship together. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for making me whole. Thank you, Lord, for giving to me thy great salvation. 
Amen. Amen. This is my father's world. We are in this world and we praise him today. Amen. Would you stand together and let's sing this great song of our faith today.
Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day and the many blessings of life. Father, we had a great day on Thanksgiving, thinking of all the blessings that you've provided for us, our friends and our family. Father, the most important thing, though, is that you sent your son for us. Father, we thank you for that. Father, we ask you to be with our family and friends that are traveling. Father, we just ask you for safe travels for them. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to be here today, to live in a country where we can come and openly worship you. Father, we lift up our pastor to you. We ask you to watch over him, keep the devil from his doors. We ask you now, Lord, to bless the offering, the tithes. We thank you, Lord, for everything you do for us. Forgive us for our many sins. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
Amen. Thank you, guys. I apologize that it's a little chilly in here today. Uh, the heat has been on. There's just something wrong with it. So please don't send a bunch of blue cards in that says, turn on the heat next week, Pastor. Uh, it's been on. Uh, we thought we had the problem fixed when we had them troubleshoot it this week. They found that the water valve was cut off giving water to the boiler. That would cause there to not be heat. Uh, that got cut off during construction. But uh, obviously something else is a little bit off. So uh, just... Snuggle up to your spouse or your best friend and uh, we'll get through it together. Uh, this is our last Sunday to have two worship services. <laughs> Super shouts from the choir, praise team and media team. Uh, but um, we're looking forward to being back together in one service next week. Sunday school at 9, worship at 10.15 in here. We're going to be adding chairs, and so expect a little more chairs in here next week as you come in. But we're looking forward to being together for Christmas and preparing to move into the sanctuary in January. So next week, hopefully uh, the heat will work if it's cold, uh, but that we'll be able to regulate it because otherwise there'll be more people in here and we might get hot. So, you know, take what you can get. You know, community Thanksgiving services have uh, always been one of my favorite times of worship. Uh, I grew up attending those services with my mom and dad in LeCount. And, and as a kid, I really liked those services, not so much for the service, but because of the reception afterwards. Um, I can endure anything for an hour as long as there was a really good reception that followed. And, and you know, admittedly, I still like the reception. Uh, there is something amazing about finger sandwiches. I really think that I could eat a full loaf of bread and a gallon of chicken salad as long as it was put into little finger sandwiches and I could walk by a table for about an hour and just not count how many I ate. They're just, it's just awesome. But while I still enjoy the reception, my favorite part really honestly now is the worship part. A little more than the reception, but the worship service, the worship service is my favorite. And last Sunday night, uh, we had the privilege of joining with our friends from Philadelphia and Kingsville Baptist Churches out at Philadelphia for a night of Thanksgiving worship. And that was the third uh, year in a row that we've done that. And it was a really good time, just as the other two have been. And joining with other believers in worship, there's just something dynamic about that. It really is a bit of a taste of heaven. And so this morning, I want you to use your imagination. I want you to imagine a service in which people gather, not just from Pineville and DeVille, but from all over the world for the purpose of thanking God for his goodness and for his grace. The way Christmas falls this year, we have one more week before Thanksgiving or before Advent starts. And so we've pausing the John series taking a week to preach a Thanksgiving message, and then we'll be going on with our Christmas season. And this morning, I want to take this time to give thanks one more time before we run headlong into Christmas. And so, I want you to imagine. Imagine the worship leader standing on a platform in a worship space and, and leading a vast congregation, hundreds of thousands, millions of people, in joyful songs of thanksgiving as we've sung this morning. And then moving the direction into the, toward testimonies, the worship leader asks, who would be willing to express your gratitude to God today? If the Lord's been good to you, stand up and say so. That's the picture that we get in Psalm 107. 
which is our text for today. And I'd encourage you to turn there because we're going to read certain sections of it. But there's an added twist in Psalm 107. As we hear the testimony of others in the psalm, the psalmist then encourages us to thank God for the ways he has acted in similar ways in our lives. Therefore, while we're imagining this service of thanksgiving, we're going to use Psalm 107 to help us think of things God has done for which we should be thankful as well. Here's how this message is going to go. I'm going to read a section of the psalm which talks about different people in the text. And then in reflecting on this psalm, I wrote some testimonies that have to do with the people mentioned. And so I'm going to read that section and then share that testimony with you. And then after each testimony, I'm going to ask you if you've been in a similar place. And I'm going to encourage you to take a moment to thank God for the way that he's worked in your life. And so picture this vast congregation gathered. And as the service starts in this grand worship service, the worship leader stands and says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say this. Those he redeemed from the hand of the foe. Those he gathered from the lands, from east and west, from north and south. And then, one by one, people come to share what God has done in their lives. And their stories are amazing. Some wandered in desert wastelands, finding no way to a city where they could settle They were hungry and thirsty, and their lives ebbed away. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way to a city where they could settle. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for men. For he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. Someone giving a testimony might say this. I was lost. It finally hit me when I ran across my tracks in the sand for the second time. Days after I had first made them. Where's the trail? Where's the road? That looks like it might be right. Yes, this is it. No, here I am again. Perhaps it was this way. Yes, that's it. But that was not the right way either. Like the people of Israel, I wandered and I felt I could wander for 40 years except that I was growing hungry and thirsty and weak. The sand burned beneath my feet. The wind sucked the moisture from my body. My lips grew parched and cracked. My eyes were dry. My skin itched. My legs cramped. My stomach ached. And yet I continued to wander in vain. This way. Perhaps here. But nothing. I was in an endless maze except there were no walls. Just sand and sky. Sky and sand. I was all alone. There was no place to rest. No place to find comfort. No place to find peace. No shade to rest under for even a moment. No cloud to block the sun. No storm at which I could soak my body and drink my belly full. No field from which I could pick a vegetable. No tree from which I could pluck a fruit. 
Every craving in my body crying out, yet never being satisfied. It seemed that it could last forever. I felt my life ebbing away. I was too weak to move. Then finally, I prayed. When I was most desperate, I cried out. It, it felt as if I was shouting from the mountaintops as my whole body worked to cry out, God, help me. But I know it was only a faint cry. God, help me. Yet he heard my cry. Though no one else could hear, God could hear. And the end of me became the beginning of him. Clouds appeared in the sky and I had relief. My body quickened and I stood. And there before me were new footprints, not mine, someone else's. And they were leading in a direction I had never gone. I began walking toward a dune ahead of me. I followed the footprints as they climbed upward. And there at the top of that dune, I saw a city in the distance. A city a mirage? No, this was no mirage. I could smell food cooking. I could hear animals. I could hear people. A city. And my soul quickened. I pushed myself to walk to the city. And I was delivered. You know, wilderness doesn't have to be literal to be awful. You may remember the agony of wandering in a spiritual desert yourself because you lost your way. And then sometime God showed up and he showed you the way home when you finally turned to him. Have you thanked God for that? God is good. His love endures forever. Consider it. Have you felt his hand of rescue? Are you thankful? If you remember a time when God rescued you, I'd encourage you to think about it now or maybe even jot it down in your sermon notes. And let's thank God for that. Might we pray? God, thank you for rescuing us. Our throats are quenched. Our bellies are full. For you are God. Lord, for those in this room who still need rescue, I pray that you'd grab hold of them today and rescue them in Jesus' name. Amen. Some wandered in desert wastelands, but some, verse, four, verse 10, some sat in darkness and deepest gloom, prisoners suffering in iron chains, for they had rebelled against the words of God and despised the counsel of the Most High. So he subjected them to bitter labor. They stumbled and there was no one to help. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble and he saved them from their distress. He brought them out of darkness and the deepest gloom and broke away their chains. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for men. For he breaks down gates of bronze and cuts through bars of iron. The testimony might go this way. Dark, damp, dirty, desolate dungeon. Depression, depravity, dungeon. 
chain like an animal, my muscles cramping, all because I didn't do what I knew I should do and I did what I knew I shouldn't. How could I be so stupid, idiot? That's what I said every day until I just didn't care anymore. I'd rebelled against the words of God, turned my back on him, despised his counsel. Now I was despised in this dungeon, in this prison, this dark, damp, desolate place. Then there was the chain gang, that labor. (laughs) Come on, you sorry piece of human flesh, the guards would yell at us. As they yanked me along, faster, work harder. And I tried and I stumbled, but no one was there to pick me up. Before the kick came, stop falling down on the job. But I couldn't get up. Nothing could make me. I had no strength. I had no desire. I had no ability. I had no pride. I was sorry for what I'd done, but what good was that? I was stuck. I tried breaking free myself. I tried running against the walls, hurling my body at the door, but that didn't work. It's useless to run one's head against stone walls or to hurl the body at bolted doors. The thing to do is to batter the gates of heaven with the storms of prayer. And that's where I found myself when I was beat down on the ground. Beaten down on the ground, but beating the gates of heaven with a storm of prayer. God, help me. Set me free. Liberate me from this prison. I am sorry for the sin that got me here. I was to be free to serve you. It seems we pray best when we've fallen on our faces and are helpless. I was at my end. But the end of me was the beginning of him. I cried in distress and he reached down and saved me. He brought me out of that dark dungeon into the light of day. He brought me out of gloom into joy. And then he said, let me see those chains. And there before my eyes, he broke my chains. As if they were made of paper. He broke them. He broke my chains. He broke them in pieces so I could not be chained again. My chains fell off and I was free. God could have left me in that prison. It was my disobedience that put me there. He could have forgotten about me when I was in slavery to my sin, but he didn't. He set me free by paying the price for my liberty with the life of his son. I wonder, have you been set free? Maybe a sin had you entangled, or maybe it was your life before salvation. But have you been set free? If you have, then don't you want to thank him? God is good. His love endures forever. Consider it. Have you felt his hand of liberation? Are you thankful? If you are, then think about that time when God liberated you. 
Think about how he set you free. Maybe in salvation, maybe from something else that was coming in your life. And call that to mind. And let's thank him for that liberation this morning. May we pray. God, thank you for liberating us. Thank you that bronze and iron are as kindling before the flames of your love. Thank you that our chains are gone because of your amazing grace. And Lord, for those in this room who are still bound by chains, we pray, Lord, that today would be the day when they are broken, when they too are liberated. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Some wandered in the desert. Some sat in darkness and deepest gloom. In verse 17, some became fools through their rebellious ways and suffered affliction because of their iniquities. They loathed all food and drew near the gates of death. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble and he saved them from their distress. He set forth his word and healed them. He rescued them from the grave. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for men. Let them sacrifice thank offerings and tell of his works with songs of joy. The testimony might go like this. Live it up. Eat, drink, be merry. That was my motto. The food I ate, loads of it. Rich, cholesterol full, finger licking good every minute of the day. The drinks, alcohol of all kinds, any kind, in large quantities, everything excess was how I lived. Food, drink, whatever, all of it. I didn't need God. I didn't need his word. I certainly didn't need moderation. And I didn't need or want anyone telling me to slow down, to make better choices to think about my future or anything else. And that's why I ended up where I was, in despair. Sick in so many ways, emotionally depleted, physically drained, spiritually defeated. I fought the desire for another drink or another smoke or another hit or another bite every moment of every day. I gave in as much as anyone would let me, as much as my finances would allow, even more so, and that didn't last long. I became so debilitated that I lost my job. I couldn't see the problem. I didn't know I had a problem. I didn't know I was sick. But those around me did. My wife, my kids, my buddies. Man, slow down, they'd say. I didn't listen. My wife would complain when I came home late. The kids would ask where daddy was. I didn't care. I was enjoying life. But then I crashed. It wasn't one thing, it was many. I was sick. I had hit the bottom. And suddenly what I used to crave, I couldn't stand. Food, get it away. Alcohol and drugs, I hated them, but they loved me. I fought and I fought, but I was losing. My face grew dark, my attitude sour, my life stunk. I was so near the gates of death. I remember the day I finally crashed, tired and weak 
Every cell in my body craving everything, yet myself wanting nothing. A battle I couldn't win. A battle I was losing. I was a mess. And there in despair, I cried out to the Lord, God, help me. I'm tired of this. Set me free. Heal me, O Lord. Heal me. And he did. The end of me was the beginning of him. He sent forth his word and healed me. If ever a man was ready to fall into the grave, I was. Yet God in his mercy held me up, held me back, and helped me to stand. God spoke healing into my life. It started with receiving Christ as my Savior and continued every day as His Holy Spirit guided me every step of the way. I had made the dumb choices that had led to the illnesses, but His mercy set me free and restored me. It didn't happen overnight, but it did happen. He began working. I began listening. Do not take your eyes off of me, He said. And I will help you. And ever since then, I've kept my eyes on him. It's been hard, but with the Holy Spirit's help, I have. Now I consider where I've been and where I hope to never return. You may remember a time when you know that God healed you. When he restored your life. Or he set you free from the dumb choices you had made over and over. You may remember a time like that when God actually saved your life. If so, I'm sure you've never forgotten how your life has been different because God restored your life to you. I know you'll agree that God is good. And his love endures forever consider it have you felt his hand of restoration and if so don't you want to give thanks if there's ever been that time when God has healed you restored you brought you back from the brink of death literally or otherwise think about that moment and let's thank him for the restoration God, thank you for restoring us. Thank you for making a way at times where there seemed to be no way. Thank you for picking us up when we were beaten down. And Lord, for those in this room today who are still beaten down. Those who are still struggling with affliction. We pray for healing. In Jesus' name, amen. Some wandered in the desert, some sat in darkness and deepest gloom, some became fools through their rebellious ways. In verse 23, others went out on the sea in ships. They were merchants on the mighty waters. They saw the works of the Lord, his wonderful deeds in the deep, for he spoke and stirred up a tempest that lifted high the waves. They mounted up to the heavens and went down to the depths. In their peril, their courage melted away. They reeled and staggered like drunken men. They were at their wit's end. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble and he brought them out of their distress. He stilled the storm to a whisper. The waves of the sea were hushed. They were glad when it grew calm and he guided them to their desired haven. 
Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for men. Let them exalt him in the assembly of the people and praise him in the council of the elders. The testimony might go this way. It was a beautiful day when we set out. The sky was blue. The winds were calm. The sea was smooth. A great day for sailing. A great day to be about our business. Many days it started out that way. Set sail in the morning. Smooth sailing all day. That's when sailing is best. But this day soon changed. We were there on the water when suddenly we saw the sky change. The bright blue was dusted with clouds and then grew gray and then black. And we saw the changing weather. Our captain shouted commands as we hurriedly yet confidently scurried around the ship to carry out his order. Stand strong, men! And we were ready. The sea started to churn beneath us. Waves lifted high above our heads and crashed onto the deck. Yet we remained steadfast. Our boat rose to the heights of a wave. And then we sank deep into the bowels of the stormy sea. Over and over our ship was lifted up. And then crashed way back down to the bottom of the mountain of water. It dropped again and again and again, and our courage melted into fear. We're going to drown, one mate said. She's taking on water, another one shouted. And as the boat rocked, we reeled and we staggered like drunken men. We cried out in fear. What shall we do? I don't know. I don't know. And we were at our wit's end. And it was then that I cried out, God, help us. And thankfully... The end of me was the beginning of him. The storm began to calm. We regained control of the vessel and God brought us out of our distress. It was like someone else was working through us. Like someone else had taken control of that ship. God stilled the storm to a whisper and the waves of the sea were hushed. It was a peace, a wonderful peace. And how glad we were when it grew calm. How glad we were as we felt the very hand of God guiding us to our desired haven of rest. You know, storms come in different shapes and sizes. Some of them may be literal. Others may be relational, financial, medical, or something else. But all of them share one common feature, and that is they scare us. And the storms scare us Because they leave us helpless. No matter how hard we try, we can't stop them. Helpless, all we can do is cry out to God for Him to help us. Have you ever cried out to God for help? Have you ever begged Him to come to your aid? And do you remember how He came to your aid in that time? Do you remember how he protected you? Do you remember the word that he gave you in that time that was all you had to stand upon so that you could survive it? Do you remember that time he calmed your storm and guided you to safety? God is good. His love endures forever. Consider it this morning. Has he calmed a storm in your life? Have you felt his hand of redemption and are you thankful? 
If you are, then think about that time. Bring it to mind and let's thank him for it. God, we thank you for protecting us. We thank you for the times when you have made the storm grow calm. We thank you for the times when you've answered our cry for help. And Lord, for those in this room who may find themselves in the midst of a storm that seems to never end. I pray God for your hand of redemption to bring peace to the storm. Or maybe Lord, peace in the midst of the storm. For your peace is perfect peace. We pray in Jesus' name. The psalm continues on, but look at verse 43. Whoever is wise, let him heed these things and consider the great love of the Lord. Whoever is wise, consider the great love of the Lord. Consider that love that protects, that restores, that liberates, that rescues. Perhaps you should be full of thanksgiving this morning. Not because you've had enough food or that you can pay your bills or that you have a roof over your head. Though all of those things are things for which we should be thankful. But maybe more so you should be thankful because you've been protected. You've been restored. You've been liberated. You've been rescued. It's easy to thank God for the tangible things. It's a little more difficult to consider the intangible and thank him for those. Because the intangible work of God is usually the most life-changing. It's usually when we cry out to God with the most intensity, but when he finally does bring that restoration and that protection and that liberation, we don't ever pause to say thanks. We breathe a sigh of relief and move on. But may today we consider it. And give a word of thanksgiving. Perhaps you're in need of one of the things that we've talked about this morning. Maybe you need protection. Maybe you need restoration. Maybe you need to be liberated. Maybe you need to be rescued. Maybe you feel like you're wandering in that desert. Maybe you feel like you're locked away in that prison. Maybe you feel like you're suffering all kinds of afflictions because of choices you've made. Or maybe you feel like you're just hanging on for dear life in a storm. Have you reached the end of yourself yet? Because the end of you can be the beginning of him. When you let go, he can move most freely. Here's the thing. God wants to work in your life. His love for you is great. So be wise and consider that great love of the Lord and let go of your life. Be wise and receive his protection, his restoration, his liberation, his rescue. Receive it so you too can rejoice. You can do that by simply calling out to him, Lord, I need you. God, save me. 
You know, Romans 6.23 says the wages of sin is death. If you continue in the sin, you're going to continue in the desert, in the prison, in the affliction, in the storm. For eternity. Sin separates us from God. But thankfully, that verse continues by saying, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. God extends a hand of rescue, a hand of liberation, a hand of protection, a hand of pulling you from death, pulling you from darkness, pulling you from despair and into salvation and peace and restoration. But the choice is yours. And it's a pretty easy choice, but you have to make it. So have you? Have you trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? If not, do so today. So that you can truly be thankful. In fact, I want to give you an opportunity to do that right now. If everyone would bow their heads and close their eyes. just to, As we prepare for this moment of invitation and time of response, I want to give you an opportunity right now to trust Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you've never trusted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then I pray that, and you realize that, that you need him today, then you can simply ask him to come into your life by praying a prayer, something like this. Dear Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I need you to come into my life and redeem me. Lord, do that right now. God, I need to be set free. I need to be rescued. I need to be protected. I need to be liberated. God, begin anew in me. Do a great work in me, I pray. There are no magic words that get you saved, but praying a prayer, something like that, where you just believe in your heart, that God's coming in will save you. And so in just a moment, we're going to stand and sing a song of invitation. If you prayed, prayed a prayer of decision like that, trusting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I invite you to come forward to let me know that so that then we can let the congregation know that. And we do that simply so that the congregation can celebrate with you and rejoice with you. And I guarantee you, we're going to do that. Heavenly Father, as we enter this time of invitation, I pray, Lord, that you would speak to our hearts. Lord, do what's needed in us so that we might be used by you is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. As